How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. All right, we're ready. Rob Cherry, Rob Ellis. For a marathon. Speak for yourself. <laughs> it's a marathon this afternoon. We're hanging out till 7.30. Did you stretch? Are you hydrated? I did. I stretched. I hydrated. Ran around the block a couple times. All right. Well, I was worried about you. No. Okay. So we're, uh, there's no football game today because the Eagles are on by this week. So yes. uh, we're going to just hang out for five and a half hours today. We got you. We got you covered, man, on the on this kind of hazy, a little warmer than it was the last couple of days. Well, yesterday was ridiculous. Like yeah. 25 degrees. Oh, it was cold. And then I, we got snow Tuesday coming up. Are we really? Well, a little bit. Oh, man. Not a lot. Yeah, but I know this is a day where because the Eagles aren't playing, people are either out raking the leaves or speak for yourself <laughs> doing, yeah right doing the honey do list today yeah, or maybe no excuses there's football well there is football on today there is football it's just that it's not eagle football yes so it, let me, let me football ask you, does occur even if the eagles don't play on the, on let the me bye. ask you this is the bye week the worst or the best week of the football season worst worst okay. yeah it's good for no the play- game. yeah it's good for the players but it sucks for us what are fall sundays without football right well monday monday night games are fall sundays without football same with the Thursday night games. Which, by the way, for the most part have been good. Thursday night? Yes, they have. As much as it gets mocked and all that, the Thursday night games haven't been bad this year at all. Well, this is why this could be the best week, because there's no pressure, there's no no anxiety, chance that you can take a vacation this week, not yeah. have to worry about missing a game. You know, I think it is. Yeah, I do. I think it's, it's in that sense, it's kind of cool where you just, all right, let me just sit on the couch, chill out, whatever. Spend time with the family? Yeah. Eh. <laughs> Your kids are too old to spend time with the family. They don't want to spend any time with dad. Is, there's a big not. difference. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They don't sit around and want to watch football with you. No, we're at that yeah. stage where it's yeah. you know they'd rather be anywhere else. All right, so we have uh, several guests today. Yes, Dan Klecko is going to join us around two thirty. He's uh, joined you on post games uh, yeah. for each and every Eagles game. Dan Jamal does. Jackson also from the post games is going to join us around four. Yep, if he answers his phone. Oh, okay. No, he will. Uh, and uh, John Johnson at, uh, what do we say, 545 for the process pregame? Yes, and we'll have a uh, Sixer game tonight. There is a Sixer game at 6 o'clock against Charlotte, and uh, there's a, we're going to do a lot of Sixers today. Keith Pompey is going to join us yeah, as well. from the Philadelphia Inquirer, he, he, had, a, he had an interesting piece today. About, uh, about the team in general, right. like sort of the state of the team and, you know, whatever some of the issues early on. But he also mentioned something that's pretty obvious to the to the eyes if you're watching Sixers games, but he said flat out Joel Embiid's out of shape. I could have sworn that before the season started, like right before it started, he said he was in the best shape of his life. Yeah. And, and, and by Isn't the, that what he did in the offseason, get in shape? By the way, Brett Brown. Lost weight? After the Denver game. Denver loss yeah. says, yeah, we got to get him, you know, his health right. We got to get, we got to work on him to, to get in shape. Like, I love Joel Embiid. I do. And we battled about him last week. I'm sure we'll do it again today. And I love the guy. But what the hell have you been doing all off season? I don't want to hear this you're out of shape stuff. It's a disgrace. Isn't like, that what training camp is for? Every or- discussion we're going to have today, Rob, is context by the fact that they've only played eight games. Okay, that's fine. Maybe it's not panic time for certain other things. Eight games has nothing to do with this guy coming into to camp and to the season out of shape again. Yeah, it's inexcusable. Absolutely inexcusable. As is Ben Simmons not shooting. 
from yeah. outside 10 feet. The, the scariest thing is the two main things you wanted to see in the offseason was. Haven't happened. Let's have a BB in shape so we're not having these meltdowns you know, and, and missing playoff games. Yeah. And let's have Ben at least be willing to take a jump shot. Have we seen either of those no, two things? Not even close. So you sh- you have every right as a Sixers fan to be highly pissed off. He got shut down by Aaron Baines the other night. Yeah, he did. And that's going to yeah. be the formula now. Put a big on him. The big doesn't have to come beyond the foul line. So it's the, the concern isn't that the big's up at the top of the key and Ben's going to blow past him. They just stay deep and buried in the paint, and he's not going to be able to get to the basket because these guys are gigantic. It's an easy formula, uh, it seems like. And they've done it in the playoffs before. The Celtics did it in the playoffs with the same guy. Well, I don't know that Aaron Baines was part of it in the playoffs, but he was part of that Celtic team. He was team. part of the Celtic team. He's yeah. actually playing decent for Phoenix. He is. Phoenix is actually playing well. They're interesting. Yeah, they're, they're improved. They're in the West, which is brutal, but they're they're improved. And the only game they won on that road trip was a prayer by uh, uh, Forkon Kirkmas. Who's Kirkmas. been pretty good, yeah. but that game, how you blow a 21-point lead, how you get outscored 35-13, to 13, in the fourth quarter. It's nearly impossible yeah, to blow a 21-point lead with 11 minutes left. It really is. Yeah. And if, if you look at it, the weird, the, the anomalies of the game are you shoot 50% from three, which is real good for them because they're not a good three-point shooting team, right? You get all kinds of bench contributions. Like, uh, Nato was good. He, he, started, he started, but he's yeah. more of a bench yeah. guy. But he played well. O'Quinn played well. Trey Burke played a little. Trey Burke, Furkan, all played really well for you. You Thirty-seven to twelve, I think you outscored their bench, and you still lose. Yeah, MB did not play well. No, MB did not play well, uh, and I don't care if it was an offensive foul, defensive, whatever it was. And the league admitted that last play that yeah. fouled him out was Should, a defensive foul, which thought, it was. I kind of thought they both pushed each other. I, I thought, no, nah, see, I, I thought that uh, Jokic had him hooked. Right. I thought he had him hooked, but nonetheless, Embiid wasn't good enough. Al Horford, the last two games, just looked exhausted. He hasn't played well at all. And they don't know what to do at the end of a game. And they don't want- This is the third straight year they don't know what to do at the yeah. end of a game. Yeah, I mean, we can all go back to that game seven in Toronto. Three possessions. You, nothing. How ugly those possessions. It, yeah. it either resulted in a shot clock violation or like a JJ prayer. or Jimmy throwing up just a ridiculously bad shot because the yeah. clock was running down. And, that, and I don't know if that's coaching or what, but that's inexcusable. At this point of the process, they should not be doing the same thing over and over again. But my question would be, and Bede's out of shape, Ben won't shoot, and we still don't know who the go-to guy is at the end of games. It's amazing. What's What happened all camp? What happened to the NBA Finals? What happened to getting out of the East? When they were 5-0, and even when they were 5-0, and there were questions about this team. It's just it's really frustrating. And, again, I understand it's eight games. and all. I get it. I understand. Nothing's being written off here by any stretch. But we're seeing things we shouldn't be seeing. It's one thing if Embiid struggles. But you can tell he's in great. You know, not everybody's going to be great every night. Okay, that happens. It's one thing if Ben is willing to take a 12-footer and they're just not falling. Okay, he's trying at least. We're not seeing any of that. We're seeing Brett let, let the team melt down in the fourth in Denver. Where are the adjustments? So it's the coach as well. Well, I'm just saying. Responsible. No, he's has to take responsibility for this. Yeah, these are team issues. Yeah. These are, these are across-the-board type of issues. See, I, I don't think Joel Embiid... I love the I love his personality. I love what he brings to the game. I don't think he takes his profession seriously enough. And that and if he doesn't come in in shape, clearly he doesn't take it seriously enough. Yeah, I, I, you get the sense that although he's insanely talented, and it's not like these guys aren't in the gym. They are in the gym working on their game. But are, are you fully committed to this? Like he he seems to be more concerned with 
you know, getting real estate in some guy's head, as he says, and, and right. doing all the, the annex and all the other stuff rather than being ready physically for a game. The fact that he said the biggest cheer he ever got was when he got thrown out of the game. Yeah, just it's just I, that's I, like that's where are your priorities. But here? that's also where Elton Brand and Brett have to say, Joel, like let's focus on what is the the big picture here. What's the most important thing? Not that stuff. Like, like I told you before, I I love that he, he loves the city and he likes to have fun. That's great. But your priority has to be taking care of your body and being in basketball shape before that stuff. My question is, is the fan base, is their priority to win a championship or just to be like, have fun? Is it just about having fun? The championship doesn't really matter? That's a good question. Because everybody seems to be buying into what they're doing, and what they're doing so far hasn't gotten them past the second round of the playoffs. I don't know about you. We we talked to a lot of Sixers yesterday, Sean Bell and I, and a a lot of, I got a, most of it was, you know, hey, yeah, this is, the way this West Coast trip played out was ridiculous, but I got a lot of, relax, it's eight games, you know, et cetera. And I'm saying, yeah, it is eight games, but we, all the fears that we had going in have kind of come true so far. I don't know. Again, I want to get back to it. You mean they can't shoot. Not just he can't shoot. The team can't shoot. Yeah, and but more than anything else, I can almost live with the physical stuff that a guy can't shoot. I don't know how he's not in shape. Yeah, that, to me, it, it, how old is he, 26, 27? Is he even that old? No, he's not even that old. 25? Yeah. Okay. 25-year-old in the toward the peak of his career, or not even near the peak of his career. He's still got a few years left to hit that. But a 25-year-old who's been injury-prone should be in shape every year yeah. because he doesn't want to get hurt. And by the way, if you're not in shape at 25, like what's 30 going to look like? Well, that's that's especially when you're 7 feet tall. Yeah, and you, and yeah. you're you've already had feet and back and knee issues. See, I could have sworn that he said before the season started he's in the best shape of his career. Well, I'll give you an example. He did. Yeah. He's listed at 7 foot 250. Are you buying for a second that he's 250? He's more than that. Yeah. yeah. Completely. So and you can see it. Like everybody wanted to blame the altitude in Denver. Oh, that, that's garbage. It's like, but that, if that's the case, if you lose, you always blame the altitude. Well, then Denver should be forty-one and zero at Denver. Yeah, they should exactly. never lose. Any exactly. visitor going in there should just be toast, and they can't even run up and down the floor. And has Denver ever won a championship? No, no, no. not even close. So that that to me doesn't hold weight. Like I get you're going to be a little bit more tired and fatigued than you normally would have. He was the same way, and I get Utah has altitude as well, but he was beat the first game he came back from the two-game suspension. Because two games off was like, oh, he's got to get back in shape That's after missing thing. two games? You missed two games. <laughs> That's absurd. You missed less than a week's yeah. time, and your, your condition is gone? Yeah, there are red flags with this team. You know, and I still think they're a very good defensive team, maybe the best defensive team they had in a long time. Defense and rebounding, I'll put them with anybody. But offensively, I think they're a challenge. They still don't know what to do at the end of a game. Yeah, and and... You know, the other part of this, in, in addition to the Stars, the Stars aren't playing up to their cap- to what they need to do. That's Joel and Ben. You're getting wildly inconsistent play from Tobias Harris. Like he'll have great- Josh Richardson, too. Well, I was going to get to him. Yeah. yeah, Harris will have, like, two great quarters, and you're like, he's on tonight, and then you don't see him for two quarters. Richardson, his offensive game has been totally just MIA. Yeah, what, what is his strength? Defense. Okay, beside from that. He's gotten better every year with his shooting. Uh, if you look I at, haven't seen it. I'm saying when he was in Miami, but right. we haven't seen it. We definitely haven't seen it this year. And I just don't know, like, if all the parts right now, and this this is something that just could take time, and that's going to be chemistry. But they're, they are all trying to figure each other out right now. And the shame of it is, you know, you had him beat out for a couple of games. 
you had now you've had Ben out. Ben won't play tonight, by the way. That's two and a half games I'll be missing. Yeah, so it's like they haven't really been on the floor together a ton. What did we hear last year? Oh, they weren't on the floor together enough. Yeah. That's what we kept hearing when the playoffs. So, well, keep in mind, these guys haven't played together that much. And, and, and by the way, two other things. Boston just lost Hayward with a broken hand, which is you know, too bad for them. Yeah. But they're a lot better than people thought they were going to be. And Toronto isn't the pushover because Kawhi left that everybody thought, too. And Milwaukee is going to be a good team. Yeah, Milwaukee's good, too. Yeah. But but that So the East isn't as easy up top as everybody thought. Everybody's just like, ah, oh, it's Sixers and, and the Bucks. Forget it. No, that's yeah. not what it is. Well, I thought the Celtics would be better uh, going into that first game. And when they lost them in the first game, I said, well, maybe they're just not as good and they lost Horford. But mm. they haven't lost since, have they? No, they only have one. They're seven and one. So they've won every game since. Yeah, they've won seven in a row. But once again, the Celtics are the nemesis. Yeah, I mean, look, they, what was, I, I, I said this, I'm not just saying this now, but getting rid of Kyrie was the best thing that ever happened to them. Okay. Because of chemistry. Yeah, and he's yeah. a talented guy, but he's a selfish guy. And, and the, Tatum and Brown needed him out of there to blossom. And, you know, they bring in Kemba Walker. I, I don't necessarily love their bigs, and this Hayward thing's going to hurt them. But yeah. Angel make a deal and get a big at some point if it, if it proves that they really need it. Right, I, you would think so. And Baines actually, losing him hurts him a little that bit. That did. Yeah, it surprisingly. Did. Yeah, it absolutely did. All right, so a lot of uh, Sixers we'll be talking about this afternoon. Again, uh, uh, Keith Pompey at uh, 330 or 325. 325 and, and John Johnson at 545. Yeah, and so the Eagles stuff we have to talk about is, I guess, where they are at the midpoint. It's not quite the midpoint because they're one game passive, but it's the bye week. So it we, is, yeah. You know, grades and, and, and ranks and, and where we think as far as overachieving and underachieving and, and the guy before us, won't mention his name, Tom Kelly, who we both raised, Wait, by the way. Did you just go guy before us? We raised Tom Kelly. You won't even acknowledge his name? It was that. It has you that troubled with his content was? You and I raised Tom Kelly. Now and, we're Sonny and, Hill? And he, exactly. We raised Tom Kelly? Well, yeah, we raised him. Okay. Way. And, and he's like. I take pride in TK. He apparently, listen, I like TK as well. I, I, I love listening to him. I love, you know, that he's got opinions like this, but sometimes he's just dead wrong. Yeah. Uh, his thing, his love for Andy Reid, and the influence of Andy Reid on this team. The funniest thing, I know you so well. So I'm driving in, right? I'm, I, yeah. I put Tom on as soon as I get in the car, and I'm, I'm hearing <laughs> he's on this rant about Buddy, and yeah. Buddy was a bum, and Andy Reid doesn't get enough love. And the first thing I thought, oh, I'm is you. Be mad. Well, I, I'm, not, I, I'm not even a Buddy fan. I think Buddy was kind of a fraud too. Yeah. But Andy Reid, I know it. You but I give just, Andy Reid credit for the Super Bowl here. It was beautiful. Like I knew it was going to just get you, man. It was going to push that button on you. You, you were going to be triggered. Yeah, so I'm going to go down the roster and say how many guys from the Super Bowl team had nothing to do with Andy Reid. Yeah, like about ninety percent of them. I, I thought that was going to be the reaction. From and you. he pawned Doug Peterson. The only thing he did that helped this team win a Super Bowl. He pawned Doug Peterson on us. It did help though. Yeah, you, you got to get. He gets the ultimate assist on that one. Well, he gets a, he gets a little bit of, because he pawned Doug Peterson off. Probably because he didn't want him on his staff anymore. <laughs> and the guy and, and Doug Peterson learned from did being he, with Andy Reid. Did he pawn Matt what, Nagy off on Chicago? Yeah. I, I think they might have buyer's remorse at this. You know point. what Doug Peterson learned? This is what not to do in a playoff game. Oh, this you is, this is you got to you got to think big in a playoff game. You can't blow big leads. The thing you can't. Here's the thing with Andy Reid. You, you it, it's difficult to get past the shortcomings in big spots. Yes, exactly. It, it, it is difficult. Like, like, Buddy never even got there as a head coach. I mean, no, but Buddy never forget. won a playoff game. Never won Buddy, a play- Buddy turtled up in playoff games, yeah, too. People tend to forget the 92 playoff win was Kotite. Yeah. But, so, Buddy, now, Buddy he, is my even, guy, by the way, Kotite. That is your guy. I know, yeah. It's <laughs> your, your favorite. You would still miss him. But that's the thing. I, I don't even think. 
in all fairness, like Buddy brought a swagger that I think really resonated with fans. They love that. But in terms of coaching accomplishment, there isn't any comparison. But that that's not to say that Andy didn't have his shortcomings. Andy, uh, I mean. Playoff games. There's it. so much evidence in playoff Super games. Super Bowl. I mean, the, the ultimate. Where, NFC Championship games. Bill Belichick on, mic'd on a sideline saying. Are we behind? Is that the right score? What's yeah. he, like what Essentially, what's he doing not running a yes. hurry up here? The, the coaching job against Tampa in that first. Right, and I think he's a really good coach, and I think if he wins one, he gets in the Hall of Fame because his, his numbers, he's an accumulator. His numbers are he's huge. He's not going to win a Super Bowl. I don't think he ever wins may, a may Super Bowl. Not. I, I don't like their defense enough this year for them to win a Super Bowl, but he's going to have, at the end of the day, at the end of the career, he's going to have monster numbers. But if he doesn't have the Super Bowl, there's always going to be that, that caveat with anything that you talk about with Andy. And I can name at least two better coaches in this city that coached the Eagles that I think were better than Andy Reid. Here you going, Vermeil? Dick, Dick Vermeil and Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson sealed the deal. Dick Vermeil had nothing. Andy Reid walked into a team that had a second, a number two overall draft pick. Granted, he didn't screw it up. He, yeah, picked, he, got it Donovan, right. he picked Donovan, but he, they had draft picks, tons of draft picks in those first few years. Dick Vermeil came came into a team that hadn't been to the playoffs when he came in in. 16 years. And he had been to the playoffs. He had no number one picks for the first two years. Yeah. No number two picks or number three picks for the first two years. For the third year, he had no number one or number two. Yeah, the job yeah. the job he did coming here was nothing short of miraculous. To have him in the playoffs by 78 is crazy when he came here in 76. There's a lot of people that don't remember that. Maybe yeah. weren't alive back then. But what Dick Vermeil worked miracles with his team. Andy Reid inherited a team with a number two overall draft pick that hadn't been to the playoffs in all of two seasons. Right. Two seasons they hadn't been to the playoffs. Fifth, 16 years they hadn't been when Dick, Dick Vermeil got here. 16 years without the playoffs. Imagine what that must have been like in the city in the winter. Yeah, I mean, when you talk, the context of Andy is sustained period of time success. But ultimately, if you're a fan, you got to win the chip. Yes. You know, and, and that can't be overlooked. The fact that he didn't. He only got to one and then didn't win that one. He was one. one and four in NFC Championship games. He was favored, I believe, in three or four of those. Yeah, the only one, the first St. Louis game. They were not favored in. I think that's the only one they weren't favored Yeah, they were probably favored in the Arizona game. Yeah. Arizona had never been to a Super Bowl And the before. other ones, you know, we know, Tampa, Carolina, yeah. we don't need to run through those. But, but yeah. He I mean, did he, beat Atlanta here to get to a Super Bowl. Right, that one they yeah. won. Yeah, that's the one they won. They were a heavy favorite in that game, so. Yes, and they, they handled business there. But, you know. That game was there. They lost that Super Bowl, not to rehash all of it here, but they lost that Super Bowl in the first half. They should have been up big in the first half, yep. and they weren't. So anyway, so we'll, uh, Tom did yeah, ruffle my feathers a little bit. I like it. Really, I like it when you're all worked up. Man. Well, I was listening to it going, please, don't, don't tell me how great Andy Reid was and, and how he deserves credit for this team. The, uh, the, the main thing he deserves credit for is he pawned Doug Peterson off, and Doug Peterson thankfully learned from Andy Reid what not to do in big spots. Why is, it, was, why is it pawned? I mean, it it worked out well. You act like you were stuck with some. Well, because I think no, because I think he thought he was pawning them off on us. Yeah, it turns out he was pawning off a pretty good thing. That was a win, man. He was probably surprised when Doug Peterson won a Super Bowl. I'd like to be pawned like that. That's oh, good. That's, that's a that good was, pawning. I think it worked. I'm I'm just saying. I don't think he was doing it because he thought, well, man, I'm, it's a big sacrifice for me. Yeah, I hear you. I think he was just trying to, you know, get the guy to land somewhere. Yeah, I mean, he was trying to get his guy a head coaching job. But that's yeah. what any good head coach should do, shouldn't they? And, and by the way, when they all, every time they mention the Andy Reid coaching tree, how great it is, well, yeah. let's see, uh, Harbaugh, right, John Harbaugh? He won one. Yeah, you know where he came from? What coaching tree he came from? 
he came from Ray Rhodes. Yes, Ray, Ray Rhodes. Yeah, Andy Ray Ka- Rhodes hired John Gruden and hired John Harbaugh. Yeah, here's Both the, of them. Get, one Super Bowl. True. By the way, though, give Andy. Sean Payton was was a assistant here under uh, Andy uh, uh, under uh, Ray Rhodes as well. Mm. Late nineties? No. Was he Ray Rhodes? Wasn't Sean Payton Ray Rhodes? I had to check that. Right, well. But anyway, give Andy credit, though. He kept John here. He did. He did. Which he is a smart him. thing to do. He it's also just, kept, um, what was the offensive Juan Castillo. Line? Yeah. But that, that's. <laughs> the, well. It made him defensive coordinator. <laughs> yeah. He made him defensive coordinator. That was coordinator. great until he moved him to defensive coordinator. Yeah, that didn't work out that but, well. But that, I mean, that there's something that's to be said for that, being secure enough to keep other guys' assistance here. You're not well. You're not going to get move no, on no, this. Sorry, you're I mean, not going to give sorry, an I'm inch. Not, not giving him credit. Oh my god. Okay. I mean, of all the all the players on. In fact, we'll come back. We'll uh, talk about some of the players that were on that Super Bowl team and how many of them actually were Andy Reid draft picks. How many of them get credit for Chip Kelly draft picks? Yeah. And how many were Doug people? Doug yeah. and Howie people. I, no, I hear you. And there, look, there's a lot of there's a lot with this Sixer stuff too. Yeah. All right. One eight 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 seven two nine ninety four ninety four and pound ninety four ninety four. Your AT and T Verizon wireless cell phone. WIP Sports Time is 2.20. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.